You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, a game day here in the Crescent City, one of two more games before the All-Star break for the New Orleans Pelicans, taking on the uh, Portland Trailblazers here in Damian Lillard in what should be a really, really fun game tonight. We're going to spend a little bit more time previewing this one in the third segment of the show because because there's some interesting uh, X's and O's and matchup stuff in this one. So stay around for that. Before we get to that, though, some news and updates for your Pelicans. I said we're going to touch on Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We're going to save that probably for tomorrow or later this week because we've had some things come up in the meantime. Team USA Basketball announced their preliminary 44-man roster. There's a name you would expect on there and then some names you wouldn't expect um, that are being left off, I guess. So that, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't be expecting them because they're not on there. So we'll cover that. And then Swin Cash of your New Orleans Pelicans in the front office getting a tremendous honor, Hall of Fame worthy, that we'll dive into as well. So let's talk about it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's get this part out of the way first because, well, I know not to bury the lead on certain things. Injury update for your Pelicans going into tonight's game. When I'm recording this, which is around 8.45 p.m. on Monday night, you have uh, Zion Williamson listed as probable to play. He should play. I would be really surprised if he doesn't. And it sounded like he could have been good to go against the Indiana Pacers, wanted to go against the Indiana Pacers, and the medical staff said no, just being overly cautious. Brandon Ingram did not go through a full practice on Monday. He's officially listed as questionable right now. That may change um, as the day goes on, depending on when you're listening to this. I think he will play. It sounds like he wants to play in one of these two before the All-Star break. Why not this one? And then play the other one. Instead of going one of two, go two of two. Um, so right now, I'm guessing Zion for sure plays. If I had a like, gun to the head, I'd probably say Brandon Ingram plays too. This is a pretty big game for reasons we'll get into later on but that is the injury update for your New Orleans Pelicans now keeping with Brandon Ingram uh, and Zion Williamson for that matter Team USA released their preliminary list for this uh, summer's winter winter summer Olympics in Tokyo 44 finalists and yes Brandon Ingram is listed in that short list of 44 guys they will eventually whittle this down to 12 players who will go to Tokyo to represent Team USA in the Olympics as they go for gold. Um, noticeable names missing from this list, if you look at all of it, is Zion Williamson and John ja Morant, as well as Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks, three of the more exciting young guys in the league that could do a whole lot. So things may change, but this is an intriguing year for Team USA. And look, it's a really great honor to just be on that shortlist. I think that's really cool that Brandon Ingram is there um, and shows you how far his game has come this year. And they're only going to take the very best for this tournament because this past summer they had an awful run 
um, with Team USA, not even finishing with a medal uh, during the 2019 FIBA World Cup. It was basically one of the worst runs that they've ever had for Team USA. So this is, in a sense, a redemption year for Team USA basketball, meaning they're not going to take young guys like Zion Williamson, Ja Morant, or Trey Young. You're looking at guys who have done this before because international style of play is very different than the NBA. Uh, and when you look at this, of the 44 guys on the shortlist, 31 have Olympic or FIBA Basketball World Cup experience, gold medals and experience. So if you're, don't, if you're not one of those guys, it's not happening. And that's why you're seeing certain names on this list that kind of jump out at you as being like, wait, really? Like that dude is on there? Like Mason Plumlee of the Denver Nuggets is on there? You're a little bit confused by that one. I totally understand why. Um, but it's because of that. He's with Team USA like every single summer, and they want a lot of the guys that have already been there before. So this is maybe why you're seeing no Zion Williamson, no John Morant, no Trey Young, no John Collins either, and some of these other guys. It's why a guy like JaVale McGee is on this shortlist, why a guy like uh, Kyle Kuzma is on this shortlist too. They want more established guys right now and it's why Brandon Ingram may have a very good claim to get onto the roster though it might be tough depending on who decides to play and who doesn't if you do have guys like LeBron James Kawhi Leonard Paul George all listed on this might be tough at the wing position for Brandon Ingram but still he's very clearly being thought of very highly uh, and has a very good chance to at least compete for a spot and you know what? He's not one of those guys with a ton of international experience like this. So for him to even be on that short list when that's very clearly what they're looking for, I think is a really cool thing. Uh, you've seen some of the young guys, Trey Young in particular, said it kind of hurts in that they're going to use this as motivation to try and make the team in the future and play even better basketball. And I think that's great. I also think we're all probably kind of cool with Zion Williamson not putting more mileage on his body and risking injury by being out there. So as much as it would have been nice to see him even get the experience of going through training camp, it wasn't meant to be this time. Maybe it changes and he gets added. I wouldn't necessarily rule it out uh, as people drop out from this. But overall, he's not making the team go into Tokyo and they're going to go for a star squad uh, studded squad that tries to win gold in the uh, Olympics this coming off season, but it won't be with probably anyone from the Pelicans, but still cool to see Brandon Ingram listed on there. So we're going to talk about Swin Cash and the really freaking cool honor that she is receiving that was announced yesterday. But before I do that, we've got the Twitch show coming back on the fly. It's going to be live before the game on Thursday. We will be courtside recording Gus Cattengill of ESPN Radio 100.3 and myself. I cannot wait. 5 p.m. Central. Twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA. Twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA. That is where we will be. If you want to follow me on Twitch and I'm working on doing some maybe uh, so, like sidecast, second screen type stuff for an away game, it's twitch.com slash NOLA underscore Jake. But we're going to be back live in the moment taking your questions. We're going to be talking about Zion Williamson and then we're going to be playing a game with the viewers, with the chat after that. So the second half of the show is going to be very interactive and I love to take your questions live in the moment there. You also may see some players make an appearance behind us you could see Drew Holiday and Derek Favors last time which was pretty cool so if you want to hang out courtside with Gus and I a little bit before the game on Thursday twitch.com slash pelicans NBA
So a very cool honor, maybe the top kind of honor, being awarded to Swin Cash of the front office of your New Orleans Pelicans, her official title, by the way, Vice President of Basketball Operations and Team Development. She is going into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. So again, about as good as it could be in terms of honors here. She's going to be part of the class of 2020 um, that will be inducted on June 13th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Very cool to see for her. She's going to be joined by Debbie Brock, Carol Callen, um, Tamika Catchings, Sue Donahoe, Lauren Jackson, and Carol Stiff. Swin Cash, by the way, if you want me to run down the list of accomplishments here, about as good as they get. Two-time Olympic gold medalist in 2004 and 2012. She is a three-time WNBA champion in 2003, 2006, and 2010. She's a four-time WNBA All-Star, 03, 05, 09, 2011, and a two-time WNBA All-Star MVP, uh, game MVP in 09 and 2011. Oh, and by the way, just two NCAA National Championships with UConn in, oh, in 2000 and 2002. So about as accomplished as they come. And she's been a very cool addition to the front office of the Pelicans as they try and get a lot of different voices in there. Having hers and going with women in the front office and showing that they can be coaches like Teresa Witherspoon, who's on the staff of New Orleans, and now Swin Cash in the front office. Very freaking awesome to see. You just want to get the best people in. And when you have a Hall of Famer now, on your staff, you've certainly gotten the very best. Also, you heard the list of accomplishments there. Uh, by all accounts, it seems like the players love having Swin Cash on the team in the front office. I saw David Griffin retweet something yesterday that it was a really freaking cool idea. Is You know how they have like the player jerseys, the t-shirt jerseys like they do for Mardi Gras and all of that. They want to get some with Swin Cash's name on there, which is frankly an awesome freaking idea and something that they really should and David Griffin seems to be a big proponent of this so very cool honor for her very awesome just having the best people in the front office which is what this team is trying to do at times sparing no expense for that sort of thing and just shows you the commitment to uh, diversity to just voices in the room the right kind of voices and not kind of just having an echo chamber of things um and bringing in different ideas however they are as david griffin said this offseason we'll just get the best people on the bus and then we'll figure out where the bus is heading and he's not as worried about job titles and job descriptions and duties and all of that just get the best people in and he trusts that everyone will be able to figure it out and he has certainly developed a bit of an all-star front office and it seems they also really just trust their team too, which means they must have done things right in the offseason. So very cool for Swin Cash going into the WNBA, the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, a deserved honor based off those accomplishments and seeing her play. Uh, and very cool to see that her career is still going on in the sport, just in a different capacity. Let's get the best people in here. Swin Cash is definitely one of them. And so, I don't know, this is just very, very cool. So we'll get to tonight's game here in just a moment. I want to spend a little bit more time doing some X's and O's on that preview because it is a very intriguing matchup. But if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Pelicans is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Pelicans fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any 
podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Pelicans fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. We know that is very true here in New Orleans. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. Again, text uh, advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. All right, it's a game day here in the Crescent City and a rather important game for the New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Portland Trail Blazers tonight in the Smoothie King Center. A game that does have some... Uh, serious playoff implications, potentially, I guess. Um, So you really, really would like to get this one so far. The Pelicans have done well against Portland so far this year, winning two out of their four games. This is the third. So if New Orleans can win this one tonight, well, they get the tiebreaker and win the season series. They won back in Portland, uh, or sorry, at home on November 19th, 115-104, and then a little bit before Christmas on the road, 102-94. Son Whiteside not killing New Orleans in either of those games, which has been good and even seen. Rookie Jackson Hayes hold his own against that team. But Portland is a bit of a different Portland team right now. They are just outside three games in the loss column outside of the eighth spot uh, playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis, who has the toughest schedule remaining in the NBA, Portland has, and the Pelicans have the easiest. You know another team with the second easiest? Portland Trailblazers. Not a great team to be behind right now. Um, they're 25 and 29, so you need to get this because, frankly, you've got to control what you can control and Portland may not lose a ton of games going forward. So this one is kind of especially important. Portland is great offensively, eighth best in the league, not the best uh, defensively. They are uh, in the bottom five of the league, but it does not freaking matter when you have Damian Lillard, who is just an absolute freaking monster. I mean, seriously, this dude is doing some unbelievable things and should finish probably in the top three of MVP voting if if the Portland Trailblazers get into the playoffs. He's been that freaking good for this team. Um, over his last 10 games, let me pull up just specifically the 10-game numbers because they're absurd. He is averaging over the last 10 games 41.5 points per game and 9.4 assists alongside six rebounds. He's doing that, shooting 52% from deep. from deep on 13 attempts per game. He basically makes seven threes per game over these last 10 games. That is an obscene stretch and heater that he is on. On the season, he's averaging 30 points per game, eight assists and four boards. He is unguardable right now. And in a moment or two, we're going to touch on how you have to guard him because there's like only one freaking way. Um, And luckily, the Pelicans have experience doing that. This dude is sinking shots like 40 feet away, three-pointers, and just taking them and nailing them. And when you have a dude who does that, there's no defense. It breaks every sort of defense you might run. So his shooting right now, again, 52% over 10 games, is just freaking nuts. He causes huge, huge problems for opponents and the defensive scheme that you want to run with him. But... New Orleans has some experience trying to defend that with him. And we've seen it 
a couple of years ago in the playoffs where basically they trapped him, double teamed him with Drew Holiday and a big, ideally at the time it was Anthony Davis, and forced the ball out of his hands or for him to make a decision. And it led to a lot of turnovers and basically rendered him ineffective for a total of four games. Great. That seems like it should work, right? Well, here's the thing. New Orleans ran that same defensive scheme to start the year. How much did we hate the first 20, 25 games of defense from this team where they would trap the ball handler, ball would come out, and it just left long rotation after long rotation for New Orleans, either leading to an uncontested three-point make after you pass the ball around enough and the defense eventually can't catch up, or an easy lane to drive and attack the basket because there was no help there. Long defensive rotations are a problem for any team, but in particular, we've seen it for New Orleans this year. So they've run this scheme before against teams that aren't Damian Lillard and it didn't work. So why do we think it might work here? And the key might be having a big in Zion Williamson. One of the reasons that defense worked against the Portland in the playoff series, other than Drew Holiday, was you had a big in Anthony Davis who could recover so well from being far out on the perimeter and get back to kind of protecting the rim and playing defense that way. Doesn't quite work with Jackson Hayes as much. Doesn't work with Derek Favors as much. It could, and I mean this seriously, could, not will, could work with Zion Williamson and his athleticism. So maybe it works now that you have Zion and Drew doing it versus Drew and Derek Favors, Drew and Nicolo Melli, Drew and uh, Jackson Hayes. I don't know for sure, but that's going to be the best bet. So you've got to trap Damian Lillard and get the ball out of his hands. Can't go under on any sort of screen with him because you're just daring him to shoot and he's going to make them more than he misses. The dude's making more threes than missing right now with the three-point shooting that he's got going on. That is freaking nuts uh, on that large volume. So you can't go under screens on him. You basically have to put someone on him. If you give this dude a foot of space, he's going to take a three and shoot it. And it's going to go down as contested in the advanced box score. Really isn't. If you look at some of the defensives we've seen against him, it's just like, what are you doing? So I expect New Orleans to be very aggressive against Damian Lillard in this one because I think that's really the only chance they have. You'll, li- you'll, you'll live and be okay if it's C.J. McCollum doing work against you or any of these other guys. C.J., no slouch either, 21.3 points per game, uh, four assists and four boards, shooting 38% from deep on the season. Uh, they also have Carmelo Anthony, who's played very well for them uh, since signing there. 15 points per game, six rebounds as well, um, shooting 37% from deep. That's pretty good. They just traded for Trevor Ariza, bringing some more depth on the wing, 10 points per game, f- uh, five boards as well, um, shooting 40% from deep. Hassan Whiteside can cause some problems on the interior, giving you 16 points, 14 boards, including four offensive boards per game. That's key. Although we've seen Jackson Hayes and the Pelicans do a pretty good job overall against him. Only injury for the Trailblazers that may kind of impact this game. They have a number of guys who are basically just out, including Zach Collins, Rodney Hood, uh, Yusuf Nurkic is going to be Anthony Simmons. He is listed as probable after having a concussion um, and isn't a huge impact player, but nine points per game uh, along with two boards and two assists. Um, And this is a team that gets it done because of Damian Lillard. So if you can slow him down, you should win this game. Um, But this is a different Damian Lillard than we've seen 
so, somewhat in the past. I mean, again, the past 10 games are just straight Nova, fire, superhero-esque, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and if you can slow him down, you can win this game, certainly. I do expect we will see Zion Williamson for sure. I think I can probably safely say that. Uh, and I feel pretty confident that we will see Brandon Ingram um, out there as well. So it should be okay overall. It's going to be a really fun one, and New Orleans needs to get this. Having a tie break, just in case... That's kind of a key thing, and frankly, this hurts a team ahead of you in the standings. You vault up and you gain a game on them. You know what? That's significant at this point in the season with games starting to run out. So we will see how it goes. So enjoy the game tonight. Don't forget Twitch show Thursday. I will keep reminding you until then. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.